Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. See what living vibrantly can mean for you. It starts with Goshen Health. Get strong, feel better, live vibrantly. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds of Success. Welcome to our second edition of the Sound of Success here on the Sound of Goshen, presented by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. Uh, once again, our guest is Richard Warsham. He is the co-founder of Janus Motorcycles here in Goshen. In our last segment, we just talked about the dream. And, and one of the things that strikes me about Richard and, and entrepreneurs like Richard is, you know, they see things that are not there yet. And, and I think the emphasis is on yet. Uh, and we talked about the dream and, and what it's like and some of the success stories. There was a, a really interesting quote that, that Jay Leno had when you appeared on Jay's Garage. By the way, we should mention you sold him a motorcycle or two, right? <laughs> well, yeah, he's got, a, he's got quite a collection. <laughs> there you go. Well, and, and he said, it's good to see the entrepreneurial spirit alive and well in America. Back in the 20s and 30s, young men like these, talking about you and your co-founder, Devin Beek, young men like these built cars and motorcycles. Every town had a manufacturer. And, and you said something interesting in our first segment as well, that you don't look at yourself as a throwback or stepping back. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you've got a thoroughly modern vehicle. But the throwback aspect of it is you still have to do business basics even with a dream. <laughs> um, about when, you know, this all started in 2011 when you got serious about it. You're celebrating 10 years. About when did reality and the dream intersect. You mean when, when you did went. we become a company? Yeah, <laughs> I got, well, not just that, but when it dawned on you, yeah. like, okay, no, this no. is more than just just yeah. dreaming the dream. Uh, yeah, that's a really, really great question. Um, I think it was definitely a dream for a number of years when we first started it, especially when we weren't paying ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been we found we found it in late 2011, um, and probably the first three years, we basically just, we got a about 25,000 in seed capital from um, uh, angel investment group out in South Bend. And we basically, that doesn't go, $25,000 does not go very far. <laughs> no, does not especially when you're not paying yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so we, uh, we basically just kept rolling that money over from one build to the next. Mm -hmm. And that was great. It, 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 if we hadn't done that, it wouldn't have turned into what it was, but it was really powered by ideal, uh, you know, a, a, a Hope and dreams. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and in 2014 or 15, I can never remember, uh, we, we uh, were approached by a guy named Jordan Schwarzendruber, who was a videographer. And mm -hmm. he started working with us doing um, filming some of the stuff. And then his friend Grant also kind of helped out. Uh, and they brought basically the marketing and business, some of the mainly marketing aspects that through that we were able to find uh some investment to mm -hmm. launch the 250 line uh previously we've been building this 50 cc like two stroke very small bike um and that was really what i would say when when janice motorcycles the company kind of it didn't mature but it started off yeah. <laughs> yeah. is there a truth teller in your life in your business life um who's able to look at you and go um you need to do this even if the dream tells you to go somewhere else oh probably probably my wife would be the the uh the ultimate truth. That's a good me. truth teller to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she can tell me when I'm, uh, when I need to change direction. <laughs> was there an aha moment in the development of this? Was there an aha moment? 
Um, in terms of we got to do it this way or we're not going to make it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, w- w- the first couple of years we built a two stroke, which never was going to get through EPA. So uh, doing emissions compliance, mm-hmm. really gr- realizing that we had to meet all of the regulations a modern vehicle has to do was, was, a, was a big one. And then getting that done. Uh, I will never forget when we got our first EPA mm. certificate. For, <laughs> we put we we printed off a hundred copies of the certificate and just <laughs> posted them all over the shop. <laughs> we got through the regulations. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, much is said um, on the business end of things, and here at the chamber, we hear this from businesses a lot about you know managing the regulatory seas um, mm-hmm. and navigating that. Um, how much of a learning curve is involved, especially when you're an entrepreneurial small business, of being able to meet those benchmarks? Honestly, for us, it, the most difficult thing was just figuring out how to do it, mm-hmm. like who to talk to. It's networking because when you're, you know, the, the automotive industry is so big, it's so old now that it's all like a gray sauce that mm-hmm. you don't know what's behind that, you know, mm-hmm. crash testing emissions certification, all that stuff. And so figuring out, we, we actually worked with one, I mean, this is detail, but we worked with one consultant that just wasn't the right one. Mm-hmm. And it, we wasted a lot of time and money that way. But once we found the right one, SNS Cycle Up in Wisconsin, it was a fantastic experience. We've now gone through two vehicle emissions certifications with them. So, Richard, how much does the game change when you go from, you know, when you're not even paying yourself to when you have a group of people who are dependent upon you Mm-hmm. Um, for their weekly or monthly paychecks, feeding their families, sustaining themselves, et cetera, et cetera. How much did, does the game change for the entrepreneur? Well, I get to, I have, I, I get to be kind of the more on the ideal end of everything. Um, I don't necessarily run all the business aspects of Janus. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant takes care of a lot of that, but it's definitely, it's a, to me, I think the, the, the real jump, and I think this is probably universal for most business owners or entrepreneurs, would be learning to let go mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I mean, yes, you are responsible and you have to, be, you have to maintain control to, or at least be responsible for everything. But a lot of it is getting good at delegating, not apologizing uh, a lot of times for things that happen. It's just mm-hmm. the way it has to go, it has to happen. And so I'm still getting good at better at that. <laughs> I mean, not, I don't mean to say that it's hard for me to pass off responsibility, but to do so in a way that's um, trackable well, and all that kind of stuff is really, that's the biggest difficulty for me. Well, what has to make it hard is it's still your dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you have very engaged employees who are very committed to the product and to the dream as well, but ultimately it's still your dream. Mm-hmm. So letting go of that, it, at least at some time, has to be a challenge. Yeah, because you have to, I mean, we have another, uh, uh, you know, we, have, we just hired a, our first actual design engineer last, about, about a year ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he uh, he's doing design. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, previously, that's my, that's my bailiwick, you know? And it's, it's amazing to see that. To tell, you have to let go and say, okay, we're going to see how this design goes. Um, but uh, that, that, I guess I would just want to, while we have time to talk about it, those, mm-hmm. the employees we have are a, probably the largest s- contributor to the success of Janus mm-hmm. that that there has been. But and our dream say, is pretty amazing. But I would say there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. I'm the weird guy with the cup of coffee watching through the garage every <laughs> once in a while while you guys are working. You have a very collaborative environment, mm-hmm. and and that seems to come directly from you. 
um, and your attitude that you want everybody to be a part of that. Is that a, is that a fair assumption? I think so. Yeah. We, we, I mean, I, I know I can definitely say that it's where we, the way, the place we work, you know, we have, we have, we compete with some pretty big businesses that have mm-hmm. pretty big uh, benefits packages and salaries and we can't match that. But what we can beat most of that with is the work environment. We have a beautiful shop, natural light. Mm. We let, we let people, people are their own. We empower our employees to, to be responsible for their own work. Yeah. We would, we would be remiss if we didn't use this as a teaching and learning moment as well for small businesses. Um, and I don't mean this as an ambush question, but off yeah. the top of your head, what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made that you had to overcome on your way to success? I think that, I just that you would advise about others about. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> There's plenty of them. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a certain amount of trial and error involved. As well. uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we also say that like, failing is give us the chance to fail and like we we want to do that as fast as we can and we want to encourage everybody to do that i think i don't know i it's not that i have a, a lack of yeah. failure. <laughs> it's not anything specific it's just yeah. those things you deal with on yeah. an everyday basis yeah so what's next well it's going to be the long term you know like short term would be coming out with the next model mm-hmm. all that stuff the long term i think it's going to be scaling this up and not losing that spark, mm-hmm. um, not losing that thing that our customers, what they buy this motorcycle for is not based on the spec sheet. It's the story. Mm-hmm. And maintaining that, like that scale. I don't know if it's scale, you know, how many we build, mm-hmm. what it is, but it's that, that aspect of it has to, we have to figure out how to, how to maintain that. And that's, I think most companies start out that way. Yeah, I and think then they right. get big, and, yeah. and, and it's, it's, yeah. I think it's it's harder than I know now. To well, that <laughs> actually sets up what I'd written down as my final question, yeah. Richard, and and that's this: you still seem to be very much that same guy who was on the campus at the University of Notre Dame, dreaming the dream and then chasing it. You haven't lost it. What's helped you hold on to it? Mm, that's a good question. <sighs> Well, I have, a, I try and have as much fun as I can mm. <laughs> doing it. I mean, I do. I mean, that's one thing I, when I go in to work, I mean, there's, there's a couple of bad days a year, but most yeah. of the time I enjoy what I'm doing. I really do. And I'm, it's fun and it's, it's acceptable to most people. Just, just, uh, it's, uh, it can be, you gotta be, stick with it. I don't yeah. know. That's not, that's well, a, we can't quite well, it that. shows, <laughs> it, it, it shows in your success story. It shows obviously right now in the bottom line, but I think more than anything else, it shows when I see it outside the electric brew, grabbing a cup of coffee before you go back to work. Mm-hmm. Richard, we appreciate you being part of this, this launch, if you will, for the sound of success and the sound of Goshen, the best of luck as you move forward. Thank you so much, Vince. Richard Warsham, Janus Motorcycles here in Goshen.